Hi everyone and welcome back to our episode number 39. It's been a while since we talked about any hot topics or any topics of sim racing apart of having the guests or talking of course about Man Cave and Sim Expo. So today we will dive and jump to talk about the Traxio problem, talking about motorsport uh, games and talking about motorsport network. It's quite important to realize that all the three of them uh, are connecting, as you imagine, as motorsport games and tracks you. But you know that are co- they are, or they used to be connecting somehow with motorsport uh, network, and they are not anymore. So it's going to be nice to understand. So the podcast will be divided in three subjects. First, tracks you. We're going to talk about tracks you and what they have been doing. We're going to talk after about motorsport uh, network and after about motorsport games where we're going to talk about the financial problems the games that they have it the license and everything that happened to finish the podcast i will break down a little bit what options now we have in terms of sim racing journalism so all the channels that i want to mention are connecting in somehow with sim racing journalism so let's gonna have a look first of all i want to express a massive thank you to every past present member of Traxium for the dedicated three years of hard work i think running a channel like Traxium is not a small feat beyond just reporting the news it requires a 100 focus on obtaining an in-deep knowledge to cover various subjects as a rapid pace i think managing a team having editor skill in video production graphic providing continuous support across youtube social media and the website on 24 7 basis is not an easy task and i think everything comes with a substantial cost both in terms of time and resource i think in the game industry sustaining a niche magazine or editorial page beyond a few years is always challenged due to the financial constraint they face you know they retaining on people retaining on the sponsors so i think tracks managed to defy the trend delivering quality content for a remarkable three years in the highest quality possible to our days but let's shift our focus to what happened so why Traxio is so important on the landscape of sim racing so Traxio is not just a web page it was a vital source of information for sim racing community they went in the form of video social media and even an audio on the podcast and let's start talking about the podcast podcast was already on the eighth series playing a significant role while the audio numbers might be a mystery to many as you know we don't have access to the numbers the impact that they had through the videos was huge Traxio had a remarkable episodes featuring guests like Juan Pablo Montoya, Rensport, ESport WRC and much more so the podcast was sporadic adding consistency to the channel offering the unique blend of audio and video content allowed viewers to relate and understand the impact more comprehensively I think Traxio became a platform for inside discussions creating memory moments at its team guests so if you never listen to the Traxio podcast have a go because they have a lot of content for you but if you jump to the editorial part or to the website you see that the website is always been very precise and very well i would say calibrated you have all the subjects divided by categories and the text never went to extend so it was always around three to four paragraphs when they need to be when it was something more technical they always explore and if they have it a video they will using the editorial part as a channel to the video page so 
all that process was really really good but when it comes to the youtube and social media i think is when traxio stood out as one of the best in terms of video diversity comparing to other channels while platforms like overtaking.gg may have had more subscribers the visual appealing graphics thumbnails and visuals on traxio have a distinct advantage on their approach I think we can consider that probably they have potential difference in budget and resources. They have the location and the studio use. I can see that Traxio, they, a lot of time they will be working together while on, for example, Overtake.gg. I can understand that a lot of them, they work on different parts, even of the globe. So that always change a little bit. And of course, the team on Traxio have different ideas from the team on the Overtake.gg. Traxio, the team committed to quality content and storytelling probably infuse a little bit more with the classic British culture. On Overtake GG, you have a blend of nationalities, a blend of creativity. So is both of them go inside of the spectrum of sim racing journalism, but after they follow different ways. In the border of landscape of sim racing journalism and social media, I think tracks you always add upper hand. I think the stunning visuals and color scheme lighting coupled with an impressive way of presenting content made them stand out in the community. You might see, that, for example, the Instagram videos, they always have a really top quality. I think the way that they're recording, the lighting always helped for when the video is cropped to go inside of the platform. As we know, Instagram always cropped the video, so the videos not tend to be more than 50 megabytes or a little bit more like that. So the quality was always, always very good and, you know, really, really well. I think despite the challenge they face, the fact that Traxio page is still accessible to these days is really important. I think if you want, go having a review, go having a uh, check on all the remarkable work done by the team over these years. Before we close this chapter of uh, Traxio and what happened, I'd just like to know that it's quite sad motorsport game never announcing or making any public announcing about what happened with Traxio and I would like to know that I will put the challenge after if we know anything about the IP, if the IP from um, Traxio will be able for the members to go back and uh, if they want to continue the work outside of motorsport game, they can continue with the, with the, side, with the work from Traxio outside or not. So it's quite interesting to know what's going to happen with this one. But of course, the close of Traxio raised concerns, particularly regarding motorsport games and which have faced challenge not only in the game aspect, but also in the business standout, as you know. But before we jump on motorsport games, let's go to the main or the queen bee owned that company. And of course, have to be Motorsport Network. As you know, they own Motorsport TV, Autosport, Motor One, much more, and of course, Motorsport Games. Motorsport Games as a Motorsport Network they were an American media and technology landscape with headquarters in Miami, Florida, and of course in London, UK. Probably you don't know, but Motorsport have already a lot of investors. Uh, I think the main stand ones will be Fernando Alonso and the former Wii founder Alexandro Agag that already helped and making a big part of the company. And after they have partnerships with Ferrari, Mercedes-Benz Motorsport and much, much more that helps them as a main channel for motorsport. 
however in June of 2023 and this part is quite important Motorsport Network Media was acquired by the GMF Capital a deal that includes 50 plus websites but excludes the gaming division and excluding the gaming division excludes Traxil from this package I think this development sheds light in the challenge facing now by Motorsport Games as you could understand and will pave I will say a part for the uncertain future. I think the acquisitions, as you know, from Motorsport Network has left many questions unanswered. And one of the, que uh, the questions is uh, why they didn't uh, allow to, or why they didn't want to include the game division. One of the things probably, or a speculation that I will say for my part, is due to the controversies of 2021, controversies of 2022 with the financial problems, and of course the decline of the gaming as a company. But I put again, sorry to repeat, why Traxio was not made part of this deal, because Traxio was not only working exclusive with uh, motorsport games, they would uh, writing sometimes uh, titles and writing sometimes subjects or topics for the other part of the motorsport network. But let's go now talking about motorsport games. As you know, motorsport games have a grand entrance in 2018. They acquired the 707 Game Studio and securing the NASCAR video game license. After they organize or they start creating the Virtual Domain eSports series. In 21, the company expand further by acquiring the Studio 397, obtaining the license for IndyCar, Formula E, BTCC, and not exclusive for the WEC, but a lot of the WEC agreed. Uh, the promise of a console game for BTCC and IndyCar was added to the company ambitious portfolio, but let's have a look on the titles. They have titles as NASCAR Eat, NASCAR Rival, NASCAR Ignition, Carcraft, a game that was too promising a lot and never reached the potential, R Factor 2, along with the exclusive license for IndyCar, Formula E, BTCC, and more that we already talked. The motorsport games held a significant presence in the sim racing, but never put it in practice. Apart from these uh, ideas of creating a company, after came the creation of Traxio.gg in November of 2020, while under the motorsport games, aim to serve platforms across the, motor, the motorsport network as already talked. So, despite their expensive efforts, motorsport games face challenge in gaining acceptance with the sim racing community. I think this lack of acceptance is unique in the gaming industry and while I think a lot of the mistakes come by their part, and of course by their part with the bad releases with the NASCAR, they never release, they never work very well with R Factor 2 and never beat the struggles that the game was ever. We need to remember that community is always struggling to be unpeaceful. You see now the example with the eSport WRC, when from, I would say, the left side, you have uh, people, uh, I would say, simp by the game, praising the game and praising the evolutions that the game added. On the other side, we have people that are blasting the game where they need to be blasted with the problems that the game have it. And, you know, after on the community, instead of we respect and uh, learn, okay, the opinions of everyone, we always go on the bench of uh, negativity and uh, calling names, insulting or whatever we can say against the other ones. So, you know, I think the negativity that the motorsport games facing on the sim racing it 
was bad, but I think the community could sometimes help in some hours. Uh, but we know that's always happening, or ever. Let's move on. Despite all these problems, on March 28, 2022, a US federal judge accepted a motion to sue motorsport games. And here is where everything started going down. Investors accused four executives of security fraud, alleging misleading statistics about their financial situation and the sales performance of the NASCAR EAT franchise. The lawsuit claimed that the misinformation allowed to motorsport games to buy out remaining shares at substantial discount. And while this was a surprise, further issues emerged with the company as two motorsport game staffers won lawsuits for unpaid wages. These financial challenges were compounded by a notice of a non-compliance with the NASDAQ listening rule in the same year that what we already talked about. Following the resignation of the board of directors of funding disputes, the company reported substantial losses in the third quarter of 2022 and with that the company went on a spiral of losing money. As you imagine, with the problems on the NASDAQ, with the problems of financial problems, the stocks went down and of course everything or all the well loose. So while the financial troubles persisted, motorsport games have been keep striving in the game industry and despite the challenge, they still not be able to put what was supposed. So, of course, NASCAR, as I already talked, was not one of the greatest game. Big problems with the R Factor 2, but I think the cherry on top of the cake from all problems have to be Le Mans Virtual 24 Hours Endurance Race in January 2023. Using their sim racing game R Factor 2, despite featuring drivers as Max Verstappen and Roman Grosjean, they didn't uh, survive to anything. So they faced service issues, disconnection, drawing criticism from participants, 30 minutes to recover the servers. And after when the servers recover, the servers go down and loads of problems. High profile figures on the sim racing community as Jimmy Broadband expressed concerns about the event and the impact on the perception of sim racing. But of course, Max Verstappen with his famous phrase, this is a clone show, make all the news for that event. It's just, uh, it's a, honestly, it's a joke. It's not even, you cannot call this a, an event uh, a clown show. After the Le Mans, slowly, slowly start appear that motorsport games face internal turmoil when anonymous employee threatened to leak the source code for various games, including NASCAR E5, NASCAR 21, Ignition, Cardcraft, and the unreleased IndyCar game unless unpaid wages was addressed once again. And after sequential in the move to recover that financial burdens, the NASCAR license is sold or is sold to iRacing. And that was something that a lot of people already expected and start putting another nail on the coffin of motorsport uh, games. So until the last week, this was happening. And now from the last week, we know that the partnership between Motorsport Games and Toka came to an end as Toka terminated the agreement due to the ongoing fundamental breach by Motorsport Games. This termination affected license rights for British Touring Car Championship BTCC, leaving fans disappointed, especially does still add a little faith in the BTCC game. I don't know who was having faith, but on internet still appeared that sort of people had some faith on a game. But the thing could not go worse. On the same day, on the same time, 
we know that 40% of the workforce reduction of the motorsport games is putting on motion. And with that, the close of Traxio. Once again, we know everything that happened with Traxio because the members went and told us on the Twitter or X, as you might call. So after that, the CEO Stefan Hood acknowledged the company's financial struggles, leading to cost-saving measures such as the closure of the Australian Development Studio, the global air quality reductions, where is Traxio, and the suspension of the planned IndyCar game. Unfortunately, this move resulted in automatic suspension of a card craft game that was to receive loads of upgrades that was already expecting and now none of them have come alive. A part of the IndyCar, we know or I know that they still have the minimal guarantee annual pay, uh, payment for motorsport games on the first uh, 60 days or two months of 2024. But uh, for what I understand, for what I read, IndyCar are slightly already in some frustration and they're stating that they are aware of the plans, that they might take it, but they cannot uh, legally announce them yet. So as the IndyCar game still on the process of will come or not, when the suspension is uh, lifted, so I think IndyCar cannot move away, but a lot of people already are thinking that IndyCar or will go to uh, iRacing and iRacing will have uh, only the IndyCar um, license or IndyCar might be open to receive or to give license to different types of games and probably eSport is one of them as you remember eSport even dropped on beginning of 2000s a couple of games of IndyCar so probably IndyCar and NASCAR even so probably eSport will be keen to go back and having that and that will be as they have already the Formula 1 so probably could be easy for them to develop an IndyCar game and of all other option will be Automobilista 2 that already had the 18 dollar chassis ready to go and after they have to change it uh, slowly so now let's hope that Automobilista probably will retain the full uh, IndyCar and probably bring some more tracks to the game. Of course, with the addition of the suspension of the IndyCar game, the close of the carcraft, Le Mans Ultimate have been already pushed back from December to February 20, 2024. Of course, with that, they say that they want to have the full grid, they want to upload all the full drivers and everything, but with the financial challenge continue with Motorsport Games. And with the report loss of this third quarter of 3.5 million, making already of 16.7 million on this year, if uh, Luma Ultimate will come, I think Luma Ultimate will be now going inside of a fog and we will don't know what is happening or what is not happening. In summary, the closure of Traxin appears to be a consequence of external challenges faced by motorsport games rather than the issue with the Traxxion himself. As you may know, the acquisition in 2023 of the motorsport network, excluding the game division, I think raising some questions about why such a crucial part of the motorsport network did not continue. I think the gaming division or the journalism on the game division could be transitioned from the game division to the actual network and Traxio will be thriving again. Of course, 
like I say, exist a lot of speculating on the potential survival if Traxio, if they had retained the intellectual property and continue independently. I think that could be one of the options. And if the team of Traxio will create their own site and offer themselves a leverage on the different uh, top of networks. So I don't know, I think Motorsport Network could leverage the strength of F-Traxio under them, a part of the game division. They can say they have Autosport UK, here, they have Motor One and much, much more Motorsport TV. So I think Traxio will be there one of the parts and I think they will get a lot to win as a company to offer. I think Sim Racing will be or is growing up even more and more, not so as the last three years, but still growing up. So I don't know. Let me know in the comments what you think that will make the company to survive. And talking about comments, remember to keep helping the channel. Take it one second to subscribe the channel and make it stand by liking the video on YouTube. And guess, give me five stars on Spotify on Apple as that helps a lot. Last episode have reached the top 10 in Czech Republic and in Denmark, so guys, on part of video games, of course, not on motorsport part, but that come to your likes and your um, uh, clicks, so please keep helping as that helps really, really a lot. So now let's start and giving you the options that you can have in case if you miss traction. Sim Racing Brawl is a full go great option for any fan of this niche hobby that we have, from audio podcast, video and web pages. I will focus and show you the more similar approach when it comes to sim racing journalism. Of course, I will not be able to mention 50% of what exists on sim racing journalism part because it's always difficult to find everything. I will do my best, but leave me in the comments if you know that exist more options. And let's start it with the video part. Video part, I take three names that I think they are the biggest. Simpit has, has to be one of the biggest when it comes to week-based live news, where they always make a live uh, stream, talking about it, and quite pleasant. You have always vroom vroom, they take it at least 15 to 20 minutes, talking on video about what's happening on the sim racing world and giving a little bit one part of their uh, odd takes. Of course, random cosine, as you may ask why random cosine is here, I think as you, if you follow him, you know that uh, he started going away from reviews to more sim racing journalism with more small approach in his hot takes. Or when he put a hot take, will be more considered and probably will be more seen from everyone. Like I said, for me, always three, my favorite have to be Simpit. Not because it's better than the other ones, but because when they do the live, we always feel that we make part of what they're doing. And that's quite, quite uh, good. Of course, we have always Overtake, but I don't want to mention Overtake on this part. I want to put Overtake.gg on the webpage. And to start it, Overtake.gg on webpage is what stands more of all of them. On the same basket, we have Race Department. As you can imagine, they share a lot of their content but they still they have quite a different approach on all the time. I think Overtake has a more relaxed way of writing and approach sim racing comparing with Traxium, when Traxium was more journalism. I would say that probably Traxium, they have some degree in journalism in some case, but of course that's it. And if you look for something more arcade on the same level, then Overtake, I think GT Planet is one place to go. They have a huge forum community and they are always keen and 
talking about games it's Forza Motorsport uh, Forza Horizon um, um, Crew Festival um, Gran Turismo 7 and much more on mid-tire I not that I'm saying they are not great they are a little bit down comparing to the level or the volume I would say from overtake probably not level but I would say the volume first of all you have Race Sim Central that is already on the game since 99 and they have a huge following social media and on Twitter X you have always another one that is super clean and essential and fundamental Boxes Lab that I quite enjoy it BS Sim Racing is another website with a long approach in the game, been already from 2007. Sim Racing 24-7 and Sim Racing PC deserve a big honor as they approach in a different way. They just put the news and they give us different topics from the other part and they are always still very, very good. In terms of audio, exists a very good and extensive list of podcasts, but I just couldn't pick up some of the most important. If you just like guests and a casual one hour talk with guests, I think Creed Finder is the place to be. They're sponsored by Aztec Motorsport. They are every Sunday, they drop a new guest and uh, Tom is a heck of a presenter. I think they're doing a very good job. Uh, they always have a very good list of guests. A lot of them that I they are on my list too, but because they approached them before or otherwise I don't have a way of having them here but I know that it's difficult but I think they deserve our round of applause for everything they do of course iRacing Downshift is the official podcast of iRacing and is really really interesting of course just focus on iRacing if you like German podcasts or if you understand German Sim Racing Buddies and MacRolf are great podcasts where you should deserve to have a look Spanish in Spanish La Pena del Sim Racing is one that I always follow sometimes a little bit I speak Spanish and but sometimes it's quite funny to see a completely different versions on our very open uh, about uh, what they talk about on the podcast so it's always very good and the segments are really really interesting and to finish two honorable mentions first Sim Racing 604 uh, that you may ask why it's relevant but as it inputs so many episodes I think it's done a very good job every time they interview the people and is a very nice person to follow and to know a little bit more and one uh, that I need to mention is Talking Sims with Chris Way. Chris Way as you know unfortunately is not doing sim racing content for a long time due to some personal uh, problems on his life according with what people talking forums uh, I th but I think his channel is still one of the top channels in terms of sim racing uh, numbers and the sim racing voice uh, his voice and knowledge has always been top notch and his podcast was always really really good so I really hope that one day he can come to back to sim racing or an audio format or on the video format or the format that he want to come back I really hope that Chris A can come back that's it for everything thank you so much for uh, staying with me I know I know that I promised talking about WRC but I didn't have a proper opportunity to write and make a proper segment about it I don't want to bring you and just say WRC is not 
a good on A, B, C, D, and E. I think I need to bring something that have a good segment about it, and um, not just because I write for the sake. It. So I will drop the on the next episode. I will talking about WRC for sure, and I will start dropping some episodes more on YouTube as soon as I start feeling a little bit more strong and we get more on that part. But once again, thank you for subscribing the channel to all the patrons and thank you so much to Traxion.gg for making and give us the best they could in these last three years. I see you on the next week with another exciting guest.